Welcome to From God's Heart to Mine. I hope you're having a great day. My name is Caleb Griffith. Thanks for joining me as we aim to draw nearer to God every day. When we listen to someone tell a story or give a sermon or a speech, we like engaging introductions. We like for those sermons, those stories to start with something that grips us, that pulls us in, hooks us onto the story. If someone starts such a lesson or talk in a boring way, we might quickly tune them out or zone out into thinking about something else. We like good introductions. But when we look at the book of Matthew in the Bible, the book of Matthew does not start with an introduction that grips us. It doesn't start with one of those flashy, engaging introductions that tells a fun story or begins with a joke or really causes you to become invested in what is about to be said. No, Matthew begins his story, story about Jesus, with a genealogy. A genealogy telling us the lineage of Christ, how he was descended from Abraham. And Matthew, in the first 17 verses of his book, walks down from Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Judah and all the others of their descendants, tracing that line all the way to Jesus. And when we read the Bible and come across these genealogies, they can often seem irrelevant to us. Give us the good stuff. Give us the exciting stuff about what Jesus would do. But Matthew starts with all these names and this list of names, some of which are hard to pronounce. And it can be difficult to look at sections of the Bible that are like this and really see the point for us. But I think that it is absolutely significant and powerful that Matthew begins the story of Jesus in such a way. And there are two major things that Matthew reminds us of by beginning his story of Jesus with the genealogy. First, first, by beginning with the genealogy, Matthew asks us to remember how important context can be. You ever been telling a story and realize as you're going through it that the people you're talking to don't really understand what you're saying, so then you have to backtrack to explain something else, and then you realize that doesn't make sense without something else, and then eventually you forget what story you were telling in the first place? Well, Matthew starts by getting the context out of the way first. This genealogy in Matthew 1, verses 1 through 17 overviews the history of the Old Testament. If you hadn't read the Old Testament up to this point, you wouldn't know who all these people were. But Matthew takes us back to the beginning, to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob from the book of Genesis. He talks about Judah and his brothers, which would include Joseph. He goes on down and mentions Rahab. He talks about Boaz and Ruth. He talks about Jesse and King David his son. He talks about Solomon and Rehoboam and goes down the line of kings that we could trace through the Old Testament, even to the time when Israel and Judah were carried away to Babylon. He talks about Zerubbabel, who led a return to the promised land from Babylon. And then he traces that lineage through the intertestamental period until you come to Joseph, the husband of Mary, 
of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And what Matthew is doing is reminding us of the context of this story. And really, it's the story not just of the Bible, but of the world and everything in history, and all the ways in which God had worked and related and called his people throughout the centuries, it all led to this moment. It all led to Jesus. And so Matthew reminds us by beginning his story this way of the context of the life of Jesus. But a second thing that Matthew reminds us of in doing so we need to remember that Jesus is not ours, and Jesus is not yours. We have a tendency today to put Jesus into our own little box of who we think he is and who we want him to be. And so people have almost their own versions of Jesus, and Jesus would do this, Jesus would say that, Jesus would think this, and the problem is when those versions of Jesus that exist in our mind, in our little boxes, don't actually coincide with who Jesus really was. We are reminded not only of the context of Jesus and his life, but that Jesus does exist in his own context. It's the context of the Israelites and the Jewish people. The context of the promises made to Abraham that would bless all the earth. It's the context of God's plan to redeem mankind from sin and death. You see, we can have our own image of who Jesus is today. But Matthew reminds us by putting it in context of everything that led to that moment, that Jesus existed in his own context, and he lived on his own terms. When you pray today, remember to let God out of any box in your mind that you may have of who you think he should be or what he should do. When we approach God, we approach God on his terms, in his context, not with our own terms for what should happen. Thanks for listening to From God's Heart to Mine. And follow the podcast if you want a new devotional thought every weekday. My name is Caleb Griffith. You can reach out to me on any platform, and I'll include you in my prayers today. Open your heart today to pursue God's heart and try to show God's heart to others. Thank you.